0: What is up, everybody, and welcome to the third edition of the All-NBA Podcast. Today, I have my first guest, and we're going to be discussing the NBA lottery and a few other things, so let's just jump right into it. Okay, so the Suns picked first, and obviously they picked DeAndre Ayton, which we all expect expected, and then they traded for Mikal Bridges. So, how do you think the Suns did in the draft?
1: Uh, I, I like a lot what the Suns did, man. And he has the potential to be a great center in this league. I don't care if he looks like he's 28 or whatever they're saying about him, whether it's in the Bahamas or the United States, he was a great pick. He needed a center because, I mean, Tyson Tyson Chandler is well over on the wrong side of 30.
2: Yeah.
1: the other guy, I'll explain, like, he's not going to be a superstar if a star at all. He's an okay bench player, but I don't see him being this reliable starter for 82 games in the season. That's where DeAndre Ayan comes in. They addressed a really important position on their roster, and it was smart of them to do that. Now, as for Mikel Bridges, you already know that, and, we, and we've argued about this, so you already know. I was adamant about the Knicks getting Mikel Bridges. Yeah. Am I mad that we got Kevin Knox? Hell no. Am I mad that Philadelphia drafted uh, Mikel Bridges? Kind of, yeah, being from Camden and then the Philly influence and all that crap. But what really just baffled me the most about the Mikel Bridges trade, and it kind of made me feel bad, is that his mother had been working within the organization for years. She even had a locker room dedicated to him during the season last year. And then they just go and trade him while he's still talking with his Knicks. I mean, not his Knicks cap. Oh my god, I wish his Sixers <laughs> cap on. And then next thing you know, he doesn't even know that he's traded. It really made me feel bad. As somebody yeah. from the area, yeah, but I felt bad for him.
0: He went yeah, to high school, college. He was gonna go play for the Sixers. His mom works there. He had the head on, and then like the he was just talking to the media after yeah, the trade I... break broke, and he didn't, he didn't even know so. I definitely I really felt think bad that for him. If his mom should just quit after that, I would have been very
1: heartbroken, whether I'm her or her son, and I felt really bad. Definitely. Next pick? Next pick is, uh... Don't leave me hanging. Kings? Uh,
0: Marvin Bagley? Got,
1: oh, yeah, Marvin Bagley to the Kings. I think that was a good pick, but I feel like based off of team needs maybe even just raw potential at the very least, they should have gotten Luka Doncic. But then again, Buddy Hill isn't exactly a point guard. He's a shooting guard. But they could have also made Luka Doncic, if I'm pronouncing his name, right, like the small forward on that team because he's, what, 6'8 and 230. So I think they should have gotten him. But Marvin Bagley is also a great pick because he's a versatile player who can play multiple positions. I believe his primary is power forward, but I believe he can also play small forward in his son in certain situations as well. Yeah. So, that was a good pick. What do you think about Marvin Bagley?
0: Um, I think it was the safe pick, because Doncic has... You really don't know what he's going to become, and I think Marvin Bagley is just like a guaranteed future all-star. So, um, I think it was a pretty good pick for them. And they yeah, already have I'm a point guard. so they... Yeah,
1: right, right. The Aaron Fox. Yeah, who was a hell of a good player. I I wanted the Knicks to get him, but then the Knicks fell way too far out of the lottery. But I digress. Next pick was Um, who was it?
0: Matt was Doncic.
1: So they had Doncic. They got him from the Atlanta trade, of course, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That was a great pick for Dallas. I I thought the Mavericks would get Mo Bamba, but granted the trade, I think it's safe that I think it was the safe thing to do to get. What's his name? Oh my God! I forgot already. Dosich. But at the same time, I like the Trey Young. I like the Trey Young pick too for Atlanta, especially if Dennis Schroeder says he doesn't want to be in Atlanta anymore. Because mm-hmm. now you could have like a, a relatively undersized backcourt with Trey Young and Dennis Schroeder. Of course, I will put Schroeder at point guard because I'm sure as the more experienced player, he'd be a better ball-dominant player this early on. And Mikael Bridges can learn how to move without the ball and use that to his advantage, especially as a perimeter threat. Yeah. Especially when you consider... Uh, the thing about Trey Young that a lot of people got on him for was how well he could protect the ball. So, if he's going to be a turnover machine... In the NBA, maybe it's better that he doesn't play on the ball all the time. Mm-hmm. And you just let him kind of just settle into that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree. And going back to the Mavis pick, there's a whole bunch of reporting going on at the mask. we get DeMarcus Cousins. So a lineup of Dennis Smith, Doncic, Harrison Barnes, Dirk, and uh, DeMarcus Cousins could actually be pretty solid.
1: That'd be a great team. It would be, a, it'd be an amazing way to send Dirk Nowitzki off. Derek Nowitzki is like one of my favorite players ever, and I'm sure a lot of people would agree. He's a, he's a top three power forward in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. He's a Great inside outside uh, threat, and he does deserve to be sent off on his own and on his own terms. So mm-hmm. not, if they were to if they were to land DeMarcus Cousins, not only would it be a huge improvement from Salah Mezri. But it'd be a huge improvement from knowing no well. Wow. That's why I thought this uh that Dallas would go and get more Baba.
0: Yeah. And Dirk gets to mentor Doncic, who's also, you know, a European obviously, which should right, be right. fun for him. Of course. Um Alright, let's move on to the Grizzlies who selected Jaron Jackson Junior.
1: Alright, Jaron Jackson Junior. He has he's kinda of like Frankie Lakina. He was a relatively high pick, not exactly this superstar on offense yet, but he's a damn good defender, which in itself kind of warrants the pick because I don't think a team like the Grizzlies wants to just rebuild so soon because, for one, they've been a mild organization that no one really talks about in recent years up until last season where they kind of just had a fallout situation. There's no getting fired and Marcus Gasol... Pointing fingers and all that crap, and even if they wanted to rebuild, I'm not sure how far that would get them. I'm not sure the exact cap situation of Memphis, but they gave Mike Conley like 140 million. So yeah. yeah, and
0: Parsons, he's got.
1: Yeah, his contract is terrible. I used to like Chandler Parsons when I was younger, but he really just fell off.
0: Um, yeah, he hasn't like played at like a decent amount in the past couple of seasons. So yeah,
1: he hasn't. Sometimes it's just about politics, but I mean, it doesn't really equate when your player is not even there. I mean, like, for example, Joachim Noah, they had 71 million reasons to start him over Willie Hernan Gomez throughout that season. Mm -hmm. 71 million. Willie Hernan Gomez is some random Spanish kid that we traded for from Philadelphia, but Chandler Parsons, like, like, he's just vanished for better or worse and it's just like why do you why do you want to give this guy an albatross contract i'm not necessarily talking about those two in particular it's from a general standpoint and even people criticize the knicks for uh tim hardaway signing which is about the same as uh no signing. so yeah
0: yeah remember that one game this season where charlotte parsons like hit a ridiculous amount of threes in the half
1: Dang, I've not watch enough of the Grizzlies to see that. And I love seeing that team play every now and then. But they don't have Zach Randolph no more. They don't have Tony Allen. So that's that kind of goes back to what I was saying about them not trying to rebuild. I think they're trying to retool rather than rebuild. Because mm-hmm. they can't really rebuild. And at the same time, that's why they were trading down. So they didn't want to get a lottery pick necessarily. So yeah. At least not very, very high lottery pick. Because Knife is still a lottery pick, as you can tell. Well, by the wait,
0: what? What position does um, Jared Jackson Jr. play?
1: I believe he's a power four. He can also play center.
0: Okay, so I guess they will have him next to Marcus Saul. Right.
1: In that front court.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. That would. That's actually actually a pretty good front court. Yeah,
1: because Marcus Sol, he's a good facilitator, especially at the center position. You don't got guys like him nowadays, except for maybe. Nikola Jokic,
0: who's just starting to scratch the surface. So yeah. Okay. Next we have the Hawks, which you've already talked about, but I definitely like the Trey Young pick for them. Me too. Me too. That's 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 a very good decision. And I forgot the other guy that they drafted, but he's literally built like Clay Thompson. Yeah, he's a a a shooter. shooter.
1: Yeah, I think I think they're trying to uh, imitate the Golden State Warriors to an extent. Yeah, I
0: saw somebody say that, I don't know if it's their GM, but somebody working for Atlanta was part of the management when Golden State was built. So he's just kind of replicating what they have over there. Ah,
1: so maybe it is an imitation. It's more like if it ain't broke, don't fix it.
0: Yeah, looks like it. Next pick we have Orlando, the Orlando Magic who selected Mo Bamba.
1: I kind of have mixed feelings about this pick. I'm guessing that The Magic were going Best player available See Granted that Trey Young Was already picked And that's why I Expected the Magic To get Because they have Literally no Point guards whatsoever Unless you consider DJ Augustin And Sheldon And Mack To be worth anything So For them to have Mo Bamba uh, I, I know that Lucevic is Getting kind of older But he's still A pretty productive player And when you consider The situation Of the Mavericks He's the most I said the Mavericks, I meant the Magic, oh my God. He's probably the most productive player on that team behind Aaron Gordon. So for them to just say, yeah, screw Vucevic, we're going to go with the youth movement, isn't a terrible idea? If I were Magic, I probably would have just traded down so I could have gotten a guy like maybe, like the Spurs, Bonnie Walker, or say let me think, a shooting guard, I can't think of a shooting guard, oh well, but even then they wouldn't even have to trade out, Did you know
0: who was available, what point guard was available, at their pick? Oh, Sexton?
1: Right, so yeah, that that, that that's kind of a head-scratcher for me, but it doesn't really matter anyway, because knowing the Magic, they're just going to squander their big-name player, and then they're just going to leave a free agency, it just keeps happening, and I'm not saying that to hate on Orlando. Yeah. Cause I, I like the players that they've had over the years. I told you about how Hardaway was one of my favorite players. When I when I was growing up as a little kid, I wanted, I wanted to be the next Shaq. I wanted to play basketball.
0: So yeah. Um. Yeah, I like the pick for the Magic, but I just kind of feel bad for Mo Bamba. Like you're just saying, like he's pretty much destined to not have anything great in his in his career until he leaves. Like he's going to be the third great center who's going to, like, put up numbers for the Magic and then just leave after Shaq and Dwight Howard. Because there's
1: yeah, it's, it's a vicious cycle, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I just don't see the Magic getting out of that. They're not going to get any free agents, so I don't know. Right.
1: And it doesn't help that. Orlando's not a very big market either.
0: No. Um, all right, let's move on to the Bulls, who selected Wendell Carter Jr.,
1: Bulls fan he doesn't like the pick but then he was saying oh man we should have got a point guard a shooting guard i'm like i mean y'all could always resign adam levine adam levine (laughs) Levine, i don't know why i keep confusing this person but zach levine i believe he's a free agent this
0: he's he's a restricted free agent Oh, so that makes it even easier for the Bulls to resign
1: them as long as somebody doesn't try to like give them this crazy offer sheet.
0: Mm-hmm. The Nets, so, probably. Yeah. Well, you said the Nets, right? Yeah. That'd be
1: that be a good team for them to go to. But I think Wendell Carter Jr. pick was a good pick because even if Markin is playing center, or if he's playing power forward, they can put Wendell Carter Jr. in the uh, front court to accompany. Me. Because people forget, Walter Carter Jr. is a pretty good scorer, shooting the ball. So I forgot what his shooting percentage was in college, but from from three specifically, but he can be a pretty good stretch big in the league if he continues to develop his three point shot.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a good front court, and they they have Dunn and Levine in the back court, which has yeah, has I mean, looked pretty good them. last year. So yeah. they just I'm need to get a small Jr. forward.
2: Point.
1: I kind of thought they would get MPJ, but Wendell Carter Jr. is a big, imposing guy, so he can be a force on both ends of the floor if they take the time
0: to develop. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we have the Cavs taking Colin Sexton, which I think everyone pretty much guessed they would do. But
1: Yeah, I love the pick, though, mm-hmm. because for one thing, they haven't had a point guard since Kyrie left because I
0: forgot who was their starting point guard in the beginning of the year. Um, Derek Rose. Wait, he start. how many games did he start for them? Oh um, my goodness. He started all the games that he was healthy until he got traded, or until IT came back, and then IT started. Yeah, I have
1: really mixed feelings about that. So, that means Derek Rose got traded to Utah, or whatever team, Rodney Hood, and, they traded for George Hill from, I forgot what team he was coming from. Uh, I think he went Kings. to the Jazz too. The Kings. Okay, the Kings. I knew it was some team in the West. And then you get all these 3 and D players for LeBron because LeBron's a slasher. You know he's going to want to kick it out to some guys in the perimeter because that makes him even more dangerous. And next thing you know, it just blows up in their faces. You don't really have much to work with because of that. With the Con Sexton pick, you get a point guard. An athletic point guard, even though he's only like six one, so he's barely even taller than I am. He's so explosive. Mm-hmm. He may not be a great shooter, but he's a playmaker. He's a slasher. So he's so, he's kind of
0: like John Wall.
1: Yeah, uh, but uh, shorter, maybe not as not as great a defender, but pound for pound, I'd say he's more athletic. Granted, he's a bit smaller. But the thing about that is, knowing LeBron is it were up to LeBron to make that pick, I don't think he would have won for someone like Colin Sexton because Sexton is not a great shooter. Yeah, he can shoot threes, but he's not like
0: somebody you have to worry about consistently behind the arc. Yeah, you're right. Um, do you think the pick has any effect on LeBron James staying in Cleveland?
2: No.
1: Because, to put things into perspective, I love the enthusiasm of uh, Colin Sexton for kind of reaching out to LeBron, saying he should come back if he want to win another championship or go to another championship because let's be be (laughs) real, Cavs don't have enough pieces to play with Golden State. No one does. It's it's okay. But if I were LeBron, I think I'd be appeased enough to let someone like, say, Colin Sexton become the point guard, run the point, bring the ball up the court, all that stuff. But is that really going to be enough? Because Kevin Love, though, he's still a pretty solid and productive player. He's getting older. He's gotten hurt a lot. You don't really have a center. Now, if they can get DeAndre Jordan or whoever to come in, that would be a blessing for them. Yeah. Or maybe they'd actually have some, uh, some hype going into this season, but that's all wishful thinking. And even after what I just said, they still don't really have a shooting guard.
0: Yeah, I, I was going to say that. You can't start J.R. Smith another season, I don't think. He's just not that player anymore. No, you do not start a a mid-thirty six-man
1: not named Jamal Crawford. Don't even start Jamal Crawford. They're six men for a reason. They can't play defense. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's the one question mark at that point, because even without DeAndre Jordan, Tristan Thompson, when he wants to be, has shown that he can be a productive player. But the problem is, He's only shown that so often in recent years. He's vanished ever since 2015, in my opinion, honestly.
0: Yeah, the year they was it the year they won the finals that he was good.
1: Yeah, think, yeah, that was after they, uh overcame three to one deficit. Yeah. So
0: yeah. And then he got out rebounded by Curry the next finals. So. Uh-huh. No man, I, I was thinking Tristan Sauceon
1: was finally about to prove his worth. He was a first rounder. he got the same year as Kyrie Irving.
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I don't know. He just I mean he's a hustle player, so it's not like he has that much yeah. skill. So if he's gonna bring the energy then he's gonna be good. so it's really up to him.
1: Yeah, because you always gotta work on your consistency and he's still relatively young, so it's not like he can't turn his career around either.
0: That's true. I don't see him as a center because he's only like 6'8", six, 6'9". Six,
1: don't put 6'8", six, 6'9", six, at center. Especially if you're not going small.
0: Uh-huh. And he can't shoot, so it's not like you can yeah, really use him in a I small don't. ball lineup. So. Right. Okay, let's move on to our New York Knicks at number nine. What do you think? I really enjoyed this pick,
1: but I already talked to you earlier about how I felt about Mikel Bridges. Yeah. I love Knox because I've been keeping an eye on him throughout the college season. University of Kentucky is a very good school. John Calipari is a really good coach. And some people are going to discredit Knox because he played under John Calipari. Like, oh, no, he's only good because he played with John Calipari. No, Kentucky's just a good program. They know how to develop their players, period. Kevin Knox, I think, is NBA ready despite being only just, what, Two years older than me, and I'm about to be 17, he's about to be uh, 19, but like I said, Kevin Knox, my problem with him isn't his offense, I think he can still be a double-digit scorer out the door for New York, and a quality starter, because he's very versatile, he's not an athletic finisher, he's a smooth finisher, however, he can shoot off the dribble and create his own shot, which is really, really valuable for anyone who's not a point guard or shooting guard, especially, because you kind of expect that with the game being the way it is now to have some shot creators. Hell, even I became a shot creator over time by playing basketball on the street. <laughs> but the thing about uh, Knox that I think Mikel can't compare with, and I'll finally admit this, and you were right, is that Knox has way more potential and arguably has the most potential in the draft. It's just about what he does defensively in my opinion for his first few seasons okay. because I think he has a great skill set for a rookie offensively mm. not for the defense he's not a terrible defender but he can be better he can be a lot better especially as he transitions into the NBA and as a younger guy usually unless you you see all right, for example Frank Likina, a guy like him A young guy is probably not going to be a great defender out there. And you have some of the league's best players playing that same position, like LeBron, Kawhi, KD, Antetokounmpo. So, I mean, he's, he's standing up as tall as some of those guys, but is he as good? Those guys, no. So, of course, he has a lot of time to learn. He has a lot of time to grow and develop. So I'm happy about the pick. Even if I did want Knox more, Oh yeah, I meant to say uh, Bridges Mikael Bridges, I don't know why I said Knox We did get Knox (laughs) So yeah, Mikel Bridges I wanted him really badly Because I felt like he was the most NBA ready player That would be available at our pick But hey, Kevin Knox is a really good player too And I'm really disappointed in a lot of people Not just Knicks fans, but basketball fans in general Who think Knox will be a bust Because maybe he shouldn't have been drafted over Bridges or MPJ And honestly, I would have drafted Bridges over MPJ, but I'm not a GM. But to see what Kevin Knox has in store already, scoring-wise, is really promising. Because, yeah, I mean, any team could use a versatile wing scorer. But also any team could use a really good two-way, three-and-D prototypical shooting guard slash small forward. Mm-hmm. And even though Knox isn't a shooting guard, he can play small forward and power forward. So if you go small out of a nine power forward, that can create a lot of mismatches on paper. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if Finsdale says Knox can be a starter as soon as he becomes an official NBA player, as in when he finally debuts on the floor, then I'll have at it.
0: Um, okay, a few things I want to touch on with Knox. I think the defense... I think he has the tools to be a really good defender, actually. I think it was just uh, he didn't have the motor, and he was just kind of, I guess, lazy when playing defense at Kentucky, so I think he has the tools. Like, if you see the Clicks video on YouTube, uh, the same exact thing was said about Paul George. Like, the same exact thing. It was almost word for word, and Paul George is, like, a great defender, like, one of the best in today's game, so...
1: And it's funny because Paul George didn't come into the league as a good defender either. Yeah. He got better as he matured. See the thing with Knox. He has pretty similar, comparable measurements to Paul George, as well as another guy like Jason Tatum, who we just saw turn the league around in twenty six well, twenty seventeen, not sixteen. So twenty seventeen, eighteen almost helped the Celtics just propel through the playoffs and have their first final since two thousand eight. But hey, he's still young. He just goes to show the Celtics are probably going to be the best team in the East for a long time once
0: LeBron decides to get out of there. Then we're the Sixers. So, do we talk about Zaire Smith? Um, why? Why would we talk about Zaire? Oh, he's going to Philadelphia. I yeah, totally man. forgot. Yeah. So, um, you can touch on him a little bit. I honestly don't know too much about him. But
2: what do you hey, think?
1: Some some reason I can't remember what school he went to, I don't know why. I don't know, he's kinda of, he reminds me a lot of Danny Green when Danny Green was younger. This real athletic, lanky, six seven guy. Even though I think Gerald Green is still a pretty decent player in his own right off the bat. I think uh Blair Smith is a really, really interesting draft specimen. Even though I'm not going to say he'll be like the Ben Simmons. I am meant like the Ben Simmons. I'm. Why do I keep messing up the names? The Donovan Mitchell of this year's draft, I feel like he could really make a name for himself by his athleticism alone. But see, you can have the athleticism, but you also need the intelligence, the IQ, to play the position that you have to play a sport in general. But mm-hmm. usually, like I said athleticism can take you a long way so let's say you're not that skilled offensively or defensively on paper but then you add the athleticism it gives you a bit of an upper hand than what you would have had to start with so yeah that's all I really have to say about Zaire Smith
0: okay so what do you think about that trade we talked about we talked about it for the Suns so what do you think about the trade from Philadelphia's perspective do you think it was good for them to trade Mikael Bridges for, for the Smith and the first-round pick, I think they also got.
1: From an ethical standpoint, no. But otherwise, uh, I think Zaire Smith would be a pretty good player for Philadelphia. Even though I don't think Philadelphia is the best organization in basketball, because they've done some questionable stuff in the past, and more recently
2: the GM making burner accounts <laughs> to like yeah.
1: Good, good uh, trade for both teams. It was a win-win because Mikael Bridges can develop into a small forward, or even just a sh- no, not a shooting guard unless they put Devin Booker at point guard. Either way, I guess it depends on what they do with TJ Warren,
0: uh, or they could get they, rid of him. They gotta move Josh Jackson to power forward and use Mikot at small forward. Right. Small forward yeah, because yeah,
1: Justin Jackson is big enough to play both small forward and power forward. Yeah. Not so much. He's more of a shooting guard slash small A week,
0: i Yeah. Okay. So, moving on, we have uh the Hornets. They selected Miles Bridges, right?
1: Jesus Christ! Can the Hornets do anything right? <laughs> like when I saw that they, when I saw that they traded, I don't even remember where they drafted. Shot is Giggity Alexander. Shai Gilgis Alexander, we'll call him that for now because I right, almost just put him. See, I'm not even pronouncing his first name. Like, right oh, my God, his name is just giving me some Alexander, Shay <laughs> Gilgis Alexander. Shai Gilgis, Gilgis Alexander has, like, everything that Nubikina does. The defense and the playmaking ability, but not so much the offense. And last year, people were just going in on the Knicks for drafting Nubikina over DSJ. They still do it because they're petty. So tell me how Shea Gilgis Alexander is what an NBA team needs if Nutakina wasn't. Does that just mean Nutakina was the his time? I don't know. But they traded him anyway. So let's talk about Miles Bridges. I like Miles Bridges a lot. He's not the biggest guy. He's about 6'7, but he's 2'30, big, strong, athletic guy. He scored, to rebound pretty well. And I think the only thing about Mikel, I said Mikel. The only thing about Miles that I may not like always is his shot selection. Yeah. Cause there were some games throughout, the, like the playoffs. I remember, I forgot what game Michigan State played, but Miles Bridges, I think, went like three or twelve in the game. It, it wasn't because he was getting locked down, but he was just, He just wasn't taking the right shots. I think he'll be a great player for the Hornets as long as they don't do the helm what they did to Malik Monk. God forbid.
0: Do you think the Hornets are going to go into a full rebuild mode and trade Kemba Walker, or is MJ just too stubborn and he's just going to sell tickets for to barely make the playoffs or something?
1: I mean, the Hornets, historically, their status quo is being mediocre. Not good enough to compete, not bad enough to tank. So they're not a terrible team, but they're a mediocre team, and being mediocre is honestly the worst-case scenario for any team in the NBA, because with the lack of parity, if you can't compete, you can't compete. Yeah. So you might as well just lose. That's why the Sixers kept tanking with uh, Sam Hinkie until they finally told him to just screw off. (laughs) So, with the Hornets, though, I think Kemba Walker, he should be traded, but I feel like he should have been traded sooner. He should have been traded after the 26, was it 16? Yeah, I think he should have been traded after the 2016 season because 2015 was the last year that we really seen a good Hornets team. They could trade Kemba Walker to a team like the Spurs or even the Cavaliers if they're daring enough, but they're not going to get anything back from from the Cavs unless they give them some like future picks and like give them uh, Colin Sexton. But still, why would
0: the Cavs do that? I feel like I feel like Colin is better to have than. Uh Kemba yeah, is a free agent if in a few years exactly, he'll probably leave. Exactly. That's why I'm thinking they can't really get much trade
1: value now for Kemba. That's why I said they should have done it sooner. Yeah. If they were gonna do it, they should have done it like twenty sixteen or seventeen. Shoot, it even looked like the Knicks were gonna get home.
0: Yeah, I I remember, remember that. Um
1: so wait,
0: one more thing though. Yeah. He
1: needs to leave. Like, I don't care. He just needs to go. Like Kevin Walker is one of my favorite players in the NBA. He needs to leave the Hornets as soon as possible because they need to rebuild. They need to clean the slate. They don't have a they didn't have a really good coach in Steve Clifford. They don't have a good front office. They don't have any good players. I mean they traded they traded Dwight Howard for a bag of chips only for him to get bought out apparently. Next thing you know, MKG he averages like thirteen points a game one year, and then does absolutely nothing on offense and frickin' vanishes because he's either hurt or not playing offense because he can't even shoot. He can only play defense. He's like he—he he reminds me a lot of like Lance Thomas in terms of like his build and size. Yeah, like even that Lance Thomas can offer some like occasional offense. I can't even say that for MKG. MKG is just this crazy lockdown offender. Where you can just sag off on the other end. So, yeah, it's just. The orange, They need to go a rebuild
0: mode. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, like, I feel like mediocrity is just kind of annoying because, like, the Wizards, like, you think they're in a good place because they're, like, a solid team. But if you think about it, how are they ever going to get any better? Because they have, like, no cap. And their players aren't going to improve that much. And so they're just going to go, like, eight years of being good. They're never going to win a championship. And then they're going to have to trade John Wall or something for draft picks. So they're just, like, ten years behind these teams, like the Suns, that are rebuilding in terms of winning a championship.
2: Because you can only be stubborn for so long in the NBA
1: when you're just in the middle of the pack. You do just enough to make the playoffs like the Bulls did in 2016. Then you realize why that was a bad idea because you just screw up your draft position and you're in the playoffs for no reason. So then next thing you know, you need to rebuild. You have nothing. Now with the Wizards, I don't think the Wizards like playoff window is complete. Close, but let's be real—they're not—they're not coming out of the East alone winning a finals. Yeah. Maybe if they had a better center than Marcin top because he's really fallen off the past few years, and they had somebody that was, was like actually notable at power forward. I mean, they have Auto Porter, but he's a small fool. Yeah.
0: They don't have the yeah. money to sign anybody though cuz they paid Auto Porter like a yeah. 100 and something million for whatever reason.
1: They should just let They should just let the Nets take him cuz that wouldn't have messed up their cap as much. Yeah. Like seriously. Mhm.
0: So now they're pretty much stuck for the next yeah. 5 years. Better
1: better, better bring them to his life. <laughs> new
2: franchise player Auto Porter would need to be. <laughs>
0: Shoot. Um all right. So, I guess we move on to the Clippers. Um, I don't even remember who they picked. Do you remember?
1: I think they were the ones that originally were, oh my god, it'll be it'll just Alexander from the Hornets.
0: So, I'm guessing they originally picked Miles Bridges. Yeah, and traded him. Yeah. And then. Yeah, so they must have also gotten... They got like this uh, Jerome something. That wasn't the guy from,
1: no, the guy from, no, that's Mitchell Robb. Wait, no, no, I can't remember. <laughs> This
0: this this draft is just such a cluster clock. Yeah, they got Shay Shay something Alexander, whatever the hell his name is, and they got Jerome. Yeah, they got Jerome Robinson with the thirteenth. Nobody game.
1: cares. Of, yeah, nobody cares about Jerome Robinson. He's a power
0: forward, right? No, he's a shooting guard. What the fuck is Jerome? See, out of all
1: the players that got drafted this season, he was one of the players. He was one of the very few players that I like didn't know who was like to me. Jerome Robinson was a terrible pick, not necessarily because he's going to be a bust, and because I think he's a nobody, but because I don't think that I don't think they were in any hurry to get a freaking shooting guard of all positions. Yeah, <laughs> he's a small forward because Neal already getting old. They could have gotten a powerful forward as well, and just have him play next to bias Harris. Either way. Yeah. People to rise at the 4, have this small forty drop at the 3. And it's just should didn't you just keep Miles Bridges?
0: Yeah, either that. Rob yourself. Either that or yeah. just take Michael Porter with one of your picks. You have two picks. It's a free pick. Why not just take a chance on Michael Porter?
1: <laughs> I I'm I'm really really annoyed with like the stigma about MPJ. I don't care if he has a back injury. He should not fall all the way to 18. Okay, I don't care if you only played three games in college, you got players who who used to just go straight to the NBA after high school And in the ABA they were drafting kids out of fucking middle school (laughs) And and they played well, okay, the novelty, I get it, but in the NBA, like I said, you have professional players Who were drafted straight out of high school, Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James Freaking Kwame Brown—they were all transcendent. They were all transcendent talents in high school. Yeah. MPJ was a transcendent talent in high school. Only problem is you got the run and done rule now, which means you have to go to college for at least one year before
2: you go to the NBA. Yeah. So
1: to have MPJ not stay another year is, of course, a bad look. But that shouldn't mean, oh no, he's gonna ruin our team. He's a bust because he broke his back. Ah! No. He's still young. It's like what I say about Porzingis. Yeah he tore his ACL, but he's still young. So believe me, there there's as good of a chance for MPJ to still be productive as there is anyone in the league as far as I'm concerned. Dude's only like twenty. Yeah. If, yeah, he's only like twenty. Yeah. He's got a lot of time to grow and recover.
0: Yeah, honestly, there were so many picks that I there are. I mean so many teams that I thought would pick Michael Porter. I thought the Cavs might take him. And when the Cavs didn't take him, I'm not going sure. to lie, I I wanted us to take him because... Um, I didn't
1: really want to take him. I just didn't, I just didn't want us to take anyone not named Mikael Bridges.
0: Well, w- we did, but I wanted us to take, yeah. I us to take Michael Porter because I didn't think he would fall to us. I was surprised he fell to us, and I got mad when we passed on him for Kevin Knox. But then to see all these teams pass on him i I really didn't feel bad about us passing on him because there there must be something really bad about this guy's medical report if so many teams are willing to pass on him, like the
1: yeah I think he was blackballed by the league to some extent, but I still feel like you gotta give the guy a chance He's like if he was a number he was the number one prospect for a reason, yeah,
0: one year ago, just one year oh, ago
1: Walter, yeah. And then you just turn on you. That just seems kind of fair weather by the front offices. Of course, he yeah, added. Granted, there's safer picks because they're not all injury prone and made out of glass bones. But that didn't mean that MPJ should have been canceled out for that long.
0: Hmm. Now imagine if he turns out to be like a, um, a talent like we thought he would. The Nuggets are going to be really good. With they have Murray, they have Harris, a very underrated backcourt. Then MPJ. Um, Paul Millsap and Jokic like, like that's a really good lineup
1: that's low-key a super team
0: yeah
1: even though Paul Millsap's getting older but Gary Harris is get, is only getting better
0: same uh, with Murray right
1: and then you have Nikola Jokic who's like Mark the Soul 2.0 he's like Mark the with a jump shot not to say soul's a bad shooter but I think Jokic will probably be a better shooter
2: Yeah,
0: Jokic is insane, especially his passing.
1: See, I was on Jokic bandwagon before it was cool because one, I think it was last season, no, 2016, early 2017 calendar year. Nuggets came to uh, New York, and I was just watching Jokic cook for Zinga. I was getting so mad. I'm like, Yo, I knew for like I knew Jokic was good, but he how how y'all letting him drop 43 at the Garden? No, this is exactly what Fizden was talking about. You don't want these cats out of New York to come up to the Garden and say, oh, yeah, I love to play in New York. Oh, I'm the king of New York. Oh, yeah, I got my best games at NY. Yeah, I'm from NY. Nah, no. You got to make them feel intimidated, apprehensive, scared to play in New York. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it just kind of goes back to that was Jokic. That's how I felt about him when I first saw him. I was really hoping that he'd be enough to uh, build around him too after I saw what he did in 2016. And he was because you have two good um, guards in the backcourt for him now. You have Paul Millsap who's still a dependable player on both ends of the floor of course, might I add. And then you have MPJ who could also take off that load of carrying the offense that Jokic had the past two seasons
2: uh-huh. and they
0: have so makes, they have Will Barton coming off the bench who's really good
1: yeah. assuming they resign him
0: yeah yeah
1: so of course they could do that but I don't know because I guess it really depends on how much is asking for I'm not sure how much he's worth exactly because I don't remember if he said anything about his own contract but, I mean, he's definitely, he, he could be a starter for them if they need him. So, he's a great backup, at least.
0: Yeah, I remember him saying that he wanted to go someplace with a bigger role. But, I don't know if he'll actually yeah. do it.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't know. what. See, the thing about the shooting guard position is that the shooting guards are probably the most scarce position in all basketball. Yeah. So, to get a pure shooting guard, like say Will Barton, is pretty difficult. So let me think of a team that doesn't really have a shooting guard. Huh? Cavs. Yeah, the Cavs don't have a shooting guard. You go. You can go to the Cavs. Play with uh, Colin Sexton. You could go to maybe even the Spurs because the Spurs don't really have a shooting guard unless they make either Lonnie Walker or Delonte Murray the sh- shooting guard. Uh. Let me think of another team that doesn't really have a shooting guard. The Hornets don't have a shooting guard. I mean, Malik Monk should be the shooting guard, but I really don't know what they're doing with him. Yeah. So yeah, he has he has a lot of options if
2: he decides to leave Denver. Hmm.
0: All right. So, um, those are all the picks I wanted to talk about. Is there anything else you want to talk about, or just end it there? Huh.
1: he is because he just got the got the hat and it's just levitating above his head dude that
0: was so funny it was just so adorable because like it, it felt
2: like novelty like he just wore it on his hat it was like he was wearing a hat an invisible hat over a hat <laughs> the way he grew up his hair out so it's not even directly
0: on his head I don't know I just thought that was funny yeah, I saw oh. that on Twitter. It was hilarious. Let me think. Are there any other players I can think about
1: Like, that got drafted past the lottery? The Celtics got Mitchell Robinson, which I think was a good pick for them because it gives them some uh, muscle in the download we, game. We
0: got Mitchell Robinson. I keep saying Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> I I forgot the name of the guy, but he was a power four for... Uh, I think he played for Texas A&M. I know who you're talking about. Um... Let me look. Actually, uh, Robert Williams. Okay, yeah, I knew it had to be some
1: normal name. Robert Williams, yeah, he was a he. Was, he averaged a double double, I think, last season, like eleven points and ten rebounds or something like that. So, I think the set of all teams definitely him up. But yeah, uh, I don't really think there's any other picks of worth. Maybe a guy who wasn't a pick, Leangelo Ball.
0: <laughs> Poor Leangelo. He's built like a wide receiver, if you think about it. He's like 6'5 and 220. If he puts on like 20 more pounds, he can play tight end in the NFL. So, yeah, I, I saw. think he has the physical But Yeah. Uh, the Lakers, they said they're not even inviting him to, to Cyber League, so... Yeah. Do you think he'll ever play in the NBA, or do you think, you know...
1: I think he can, but it'll probably be the world less traveled because he's already undrafted, so he's going to have to find a team that has some sort of interest in him first. And
2: yeah.
1: I don't think any team is going to say, yeah, we want this guy, LeAngelo Ball. Especially if the Lakers aren't, because I don't think any team has shown interest in him besides the Lakers and I don't even think that was really the Lakers organization that was just LeVar Ball and Lazo Ball because I mean they're all related so it's kind of just nepotism Mm -hmm. and the big baller brand crap and all that commercialism but yeah I don't think anyone really wanted him
0: (sighs) yeah um he's gotta play the only way I think he can make it is if he plays in the G League for a few years and he just gets yeah, better. Be
1: Andre Ingram two k. Uh, yeah, it could be Andre Ingram two
0: <laughs> Andre, so, yeah. that that was great. The, the Lakers game with Andre Ingram in like the you end know, of the he season. He's the next game and went like two of eight, and nobody ever talks about him again. <laughs> <laughs> Did he? Yeah, I forgot what his exact stat line was, but it was really really bad. Like, uh, that's funny. Bad. Like, the the first game, he actually shot well, so everybody was, like, hyping him, like, rookie of the year over Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons. And then, I don't know if we were really hyping him up, but I think it was kind of a feel-good story because, to put things in perspective, dude
1: spent 10 years in the freaking G League. Not even Jeremy Lin has done that. And yeah. he's been back and forth in the G League. But the thing about Andre Ingram, he was just raining threes and hitting all these shots, scoring getting buckets, and helping the Lakers to an emphatic win, and then nothing to show for it ever again. Jesus Christ!
0: What What do you think is going to happen to them? Do, do the Lakers just like forget about him? Like it's not That's like they're going to bring him back.
1: I mean, I don't think they should get rid of him, but at the same time does it really matter if they bring him back? I mean, come on, like he's this old 30-some year old guy who just randomly had this one good game. (laughs) You can't really just label him a demigod after that. Really anything good. And the Lakers have pretty good depth at point guard and shooting guard, even though they lost Jordan Clarkson, but it's because they already had such great depth. I.e. Lazo Ball, Isaiah Thomas, Josh Hart,
0: yeah, KCP, if he decides to stay.
1: Yeah. So, they should be okay. But, I don't know, man. It's just how soon they forget. It's like when, when, when Troy Williams had all these crazy put-back dunks in the biggest market in the league and nobody was talking about him around my way.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Do you think... What do you think about Troy, Troy Williams? Do you think like he's a player we could play at all? Or do you think it was just some dunks that got people a little overhyped? I don't think it was. Like,
1: it's not so much that he got him overhyped. More like, you have to understand, even though he's still young, he's probably really just a scorer than anything else. So I think the best thing to do with somebody like Troy Williams, especially if Kevin Knox pans out, now, I don't think he'll be a bust, not even in his first season. That wouldn't make sense you don't call somebody a bust after the first season unless you're like part of the microwave generation, but that's neither here nor there. So what I'm trying to make with that is Troy Williams is a good scorer, but I'm not sure if he's a good enough player to really prove, let alone over Knox, that he's going to be a starter.
0: Mm. Now, what about over? Yeah. would you play him over Lance Thomas?
1: Maybe, but only because Lance Thomas is older.
0: Yeah. And
1: plus, for him, it's just like a thousand times the more exciting to watch.
0: Yeah, that dude is true.
1: These, dude just has these reverse layups that you can only do if you, like, practice them a hundred times a day like Kobe. He has <laughs> these put-back does that he just perfectly calibrates, and it just makes it so satisfying. He has these crazy plays where he's just getting these the dog's just slashing through the uh, paint. And there's even plays where he's hit threes here and there, which is something that he didn't do very well coming to New York. But he has some flashes of his ability to shoot three-pointers. It just wasn't early on. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. What about Cantor? You want him to stay?
1: I really don't care. But, I mean, I love Ennis Cantor. He's a funny guy. He might be a bit of a smartass, but he's still a funny guy. He's really energetic, plays very well, you know, offensively. But his issue is that he's just like a really bad defender. And the thing about Cantor is, yeah, Cantor's a really strong player. He's strong as hell, but he's not really that athletic. I mean, yeah, he had that dunk on DeMarcus Cousins, which is not easy, but he's still really not that athletic because I think if he had the athleticism, especially at 6'11", 245, 255, he'd probably have a better time guarding more athletic guys in the paint. I think that's his downfall. He can't go up against those more athletic guys because that strength does not trump athleticism in that case. So then this canter would like to be, I don't know, he had at least Porzingis' size, which is a lot to ask, and that is only like 6'11 compared to 7'3, I'm sure Cantor would probably be a way better defender. But that, I, don't, I don't even think that's an excuse because he's strong as hell and he's bigger than Cantor. He's at least the same size as Cantor. And he was a genuine defensive player of the year candidate. Same goes for DeMarcus Cousins and even Anthony Davis. Those are all those players I just you named know, are all great defenders. Even though I'm not sure if Cousins was on Defensive Player of the Year list. The other two guys, Embiid and and uh, Davis, yeah, they were. Yeah, One of them was an MVP candidate for crying out loud. So, yeah, I think if Cantor was an athletic player, this guy would be delivered for him defensively. But I don't think he has that athleticism. That makes him the defender that we need. Like, O'Quinn, even though I don't think O'Quinn is better than Cantor, he can facilitate the ball, but he's also a better defender. So it's like, I don't know. If he's going to go to Golden State, fine. If Cantor's going to go to wherever, he can go back to OKC, apparently, even though we literally just traded him for like, <laughs> like a year ago. Yeah. I don't know. I think the rules, they have to be in, they have to be traded for at least one college a year before they can go back to their own team.
0: Yeah, so he's got to like wait till the end of free agency, right? Uh,
1: he might, yeah, because it was about, what, September 23rd, I think, when he was traded. Because I remember, I remember that day specifically because I remember all the Trump crap and the National Anthem controversy. And then at the same time, we got a football game that Saturday. That's besides the point. So then you had, had Carmelo Anthony trade, and You always say, oh, let's get Bill back. Oh, let's get Kendra back. Yeah, it's really, really, really complicated. It's not that simple. And, of course, if you get one player back, the other player's not going to still be on the same team. It wouldn't make sense. Because I know in the NFL, if that happens, like let's say you trade a pick for a player. If you cut the player, and he goes back to that team you traded to pick for. You get your pick back. So yeah, I don't know. Going back to OKC is like shooing for Cantor.
0: Huh. Like I like Cantor, but the only reason I wouldn't mind if he just opted out and just left is because that would give us eighteen million next year. Like in addition to like Lee and Thomas, who are going to be their contracts will be ending. So we'll have a lot of money to sign a free agent. Man, no.
1: Matter.
0: Yeah, Noah's one year after, though.
1: Oh, wait, uh, wait. Wait, hold on. I know Cantor has a player option. I thought Lee was signed through next season, like Cantor. I thought they got the exact same deal, like four years back in 2016. You no.
0: know? Noah's two more years. Cantor is one more year. Okay. I
1: know Cantor only has the option, so he had one more year. Yeah. So, yeah. O'Quinn ops out is good for our cap. More so captain than O'Quinn because, of course, O'Quinn was a relatively underplayed
2: player. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Hopefully the Mitchell Robinson pick works out for us. Like, if he can turn out to be just a solid center, he doesn't have to be an all-star, but just a solid center, that would would make this team a lot better because then we don't have to worry Uh about signing any of these guys. Are hyping him up. I mean,
1: we even see Luke Cornick, uh, light up the scoreboard. So, if Mitchell Robinson can be better than that, I'm sure he can be a respectable player in the paint, like a, like a
0: uh, rim runner, such as hmm, Clint Cunningham or, yeah. or Rudy Gobert. So, yeah. Yeah, a, um, Woj said, like, that he's gonna be, he might be as good as Aiden and Mobamba, I think, in a few years, which is pretty crazy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that either. But hey, I mean, he
1: was a top prospect during his high school days. The problem is that he didn't even play at all in college. So yeah, yeah, it was going to kill his draft stock. But at the same time, it's like whatever. <laughs> he basically got drafted out of high school, so. Yeah. It's like what I said earlier about drafting kids out of high school, and what I said in defense of MPJ's injury, mm-hmm. even though Mr. Robinson is not like this injury-plagued center or anything. So yeah, I mean, I really don't care if I have a player that comes back. I I would not be mad at all if they didn't come back because that really helps our cap space.
0: Yeah, definitely agree. Um, all right, want to just wrap it up there. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I think, we, I think we're good. All right, man. It was fun talking to you. All right. Hopefully we can do it some more. Yeah, definitely. All right. I'll talk to you later. See you later, man. Bye. Goodbye. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that edition of the All-NBA Podcast. Remember, if you guys want to join to talk NBA basketball, just let me know on any of my social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Um anything will work, just let me know and we can figure something out. So I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys later.